0: Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast. Aston Villa's season has ended for now, but the Holtcast, it goes on. I'm James Rushton and I'm joined again by Danny Raza. How are you getting on? How are you getting on, pal?
1: Doing well, man. I'm a bit hot. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, <laughs> very, very stuffy out here in Great Britain today.
0: It's blistering, mate. Um, I've got both windows open in my in my uh, my room. So I do apologise for the audio. You're going to hear cars go past. You're going to hear pigeons. You're going to hear uh, people having a water fight in uh, my back garden as well. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, mate. There's a lot going on. Um, f- football has finished for now. Um, the championship season, the league season, has come to an end. Um, Aston Villa today faced Melbourne in their final league home game of the season. 46 games, mate, and it's it's uh, It's close. It's come to a close. How do you feel about it all?
1: Yeah, I mean, overall, uh, I think if we'd have uh, finished here, at the st- if we'd have said that we were finishing here at the start of the season, I think most of us would have taken it. Uh, can't lie, you know, playoffs is a good place to be. Uh, obviously, would have rather been first or second, but uh, here we are right now. And I think we, we've all had a good season. I think we've all, you know, enjoyed it. I think we've finally, after years and years, seen Aston Villa play some good football. And it's the first positive season we've had, uh, for a long time. Uh, so I think. I mean I I mean I want to be conscious I don't want to do a, a full season review yet because I think the tone's going to change depending on whether or not we get promoted now but uh yeah I'd say overall it's been a successful season and it's been a fun one.
0: Yeah I think uh I don't get Villa and the comments about Villa under achieving yeah, they have spent a lot of money but I think there's two teams better than them in the league and I think you look at Wolves you look at Fulham they're better than Villa by far and the way they the, the style they've deployed the players they've used, I think you're happy enough to call them the first and second best teams. I think Cardiff for an anomaly, and they went against the, the Toid. So you've got three teams who essentially are, quote-unquote, better than Villa. Villa fin- finishing fourth, bang on, I think. Uh, bang on for what the the, the the input they put in this season. They haven't, you know, nothing's gone wrong in that sense. But yeah, uh, we do have the playoffs they're heading to. They start immediately. So next week, uh, Villa's promotion campaign continues, and they've booked a, a date against Middlesbrough. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I'm not gonna. Lie, I would have preferred Derby. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about going into two legs against Tony Pulis, but um, I'm not so. Sh- I'm not so sure he he's actually done that well in knockout competition either. I think the hope is really that we go to Middlesbrough and uh, basically. Um, I mean, I-, I-, I think I think we've got the the away leg first anyway. I think the the hope is that we that we go to Middlesbrough and and you know get an away goal. Uh, you might be able to confirm that for me, James. Um, yeah, I don't know about away goals in the
0: playoffs, actually. I'm not sure it's uh Oh, do we not have constant. away goals? I hope not. The, the away goal rule is bad, isn't it? It's it's a load of... It's, it's, it doesn't, damn, it doesn't right.
1: work anymore. It doesn't work anymore.
0: Okay, so how the playoffs work. you got two legs. Of course, you do. Um, a home leg and away leg. Winner goes through to the final on aggregate. I'm just looking for away goals because the final, obviously, decided by penalty kicks in extra time. I'm not sure about away goals. I'm not sure if it's ever... Away goals were used in the past, which is why the confusion's happening. They were used in the past, uh, but they were abolished after uh, Ipswich Town complained because they're twice lost on away goals in the playoffs in consecutive seasons. So since then, away goals have been banned. They're not part of the playoff system. As far as what I'm reading, if that's correct. But yes, so you do have to win over aggregate. And I guess... It would go to extra time penalty shootout if you're even after two legs.
1: Right, that makes sense. A, I suppose. Yeah, that's what I, mean. I've, I I've, I'm I'm fine with that. And I think that then the question is whether or not we're going to outscore Middlesbrough, and in, you know, in all seriousness, we should outscore them. I think we performed okay against them this season. To be fair, um, I think Bar a couple of threats in you know Adama Traore and you know I don't know who else they they really have. Uh, you know, so I I, I do think that, that we should, that we are the stronger side here. Uh, but it is a case of I would have preferred Derby purely because I think they're a little bit more brittle. But Yeah, Middlesbrough no, I do. get
0: that. I get that. And uh, Gary Rowett is, a, of course, a pro- progressive manager who's involved in all aspects of uh, his football team. And then there's, there's a Tony Pugh-less shit shit right? of We've experienced it with West Brom. Crystal the Palace Stoke, those teams he's managed. And we'll experience it again with Middlesbrough. I have to admit, his Middlesbrough team are playing in a better manner and his previous teams. Um, but I think at the end of the day, this is a worst-case scenario in who Villa could have played in the playoffs. I think we all wanted Derby. I think we all wanted to finish third as well and, and really push on. But we we haven't, and we finished fourth, so we must play whoever finishes fifth. And for the most for most of today, mate, it was Derby because uh, they were above Middlesbrough on a goal difference until uh, yeah. Middlesbrough yeah. actually uh, equalised and uh, snatched the point they needed and thus the uh, goal difference they needed to uh, take over Derby. So, yeah, it's been an insane final day in the Championship. That's right. In
1: in the 96th minute as well, it was that man Patrick Bamford who seems to be offering endless help to teams in the Championship. He seems to be that handyman that that Chelsea loan out uh, every single season to a team in the Championship. And, uh, yeah, Bamford, 96th minute. (laughs) Can you believe it? Uh, Mills will be happy about that, of course. But yeah, I, I don't think... At the end of it, it all really matters. I think it's it should be when you read at, uh, when you read, you know, read into it, and you look at the table. It should be Fulham versus Aston Villa in the final. You know, that's that's what we're expecting. Uh, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, I do think that Middlesbrough are, are, are going to be a tough team, but over two legs, we, oh, you've got no excuse for not beating either of those sides.
0: Uh, for real, and uh, Patrick Bamford, of course, uh, returned to Middlesbrough on a, a permanent deal after being flogged around the championship, like you rightly said, by Chelsea. So yeah, he's, he's experience of this, of course. I think it's going to be tough. It is a uh, very prestigious playoff tournament this time around. I think everyone really has earned their place in it. Fulham, especially, I think Villa have made their case for it. Uh, Middlesbrough and Derby left it late. Um, Preston, Brentford, Millwall and Sheffield United, of course, spent most of the season pushing for it. And uh, with Millwall making that really, really late push and, they finished three points out, mate, so anything could have happened. Uh, Bristol City, of course, swamped away Had to become the best of the rest, really, after uh, they fell apart against us in January and it has not looked back since. After all those plaudits as well, so it's uh, really fallen apart for them. The playoffs as it stands in, so you've got Fulham versus Derby, Aston Villa versus Middlesbrough. We don't really know what's going to happen because everything, in a knockout tournament, everything goes out the window, doesn't it? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it does, it does. I, I like we, we. I mean, I remember watching us get knocked out over two legs by Bradford. So I, that that for me sort of personifies what can happen in knockout competition, even over two legs. But I think it's going to be the team with the with the strongest mental game here. We've seen the playoffs get crazy before. I mean, there, there's goals flying everywhere in the last minute as well, every now and then, and it really is going to be uh all to do with the players' character now. I, I am slightly worried after the last couple of results uh, from Villa but uh it's really 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 difficult to read into it uh into those results as well at the same time um especially considering some of the results which we saw today um uh, such as Wolves getting whipped by by Sunderland 3-0 but uh yeah knockout competition it's going to be difficult the the main thing is let's get those two first uh, first legs uh the two the two semi-final legs Uh, done and dusted, then we'll move on to the final. And uh, that's where I think we will be in a couple of weeks' time.
0: Yeah, I think we'll save our season review for until after all that's over and done with. Because as you said, the tone could change. So Villa do have Middlesbrough and uh, Middlesbrough have one danger man, Adama Traore, who has uh, kicked on up north Mm. at Middlesbrough at the Riverside Stadium. He's becoming kind of the player I think we all knew. He'd come with a bit of a... A bit of determination, a bit of work. Um, he's adding a bit of end product to his game—a quote-unquote end product. It's a, the buzzword used when you mention a Troy, Not like he even needed it. Um, no. the amount of dribbles he's able to pull off—he he changes the game. He cuts it open. It's—it's an artist with the football. Um, you're looking at someone who's dribbling more per game than anyone ever. Yeah. So it, you've got someone whos, who's you have got a never-before-seen talent with the ball at his feet. Really, not in in the sense of kicking it or technique. But in the way he's able to carry the ball, there's no one like him.
1: Look, he's one of the best wingers in the championship. I really, really do wish we still, we, we still had him. Uh, obviously, uh, Adoma, uh, Adoma's had a great season for us, but I, I, I was obviously very, very upset when, when we let go of him because this is one of the biggest talents in English football. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't care how much Premier League football you've watched and, and, and sort of seen him sort of uh, run down the right wing and not put the ball in. That, that Adama Traore is over. This is the lad. That you know the same lad who who can dribble past any defender in 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 the world I, I imagine um but he now has some sort of end product I mean in the last month or so he's had four assists, he ran the game against Bristol and he ran the game against Derby and he was actually man of the match, I believe, according to who scored uh, in, in in today's game as well against Ipswich town, obviously offering a lot of problems to uh Ken Locke and nudson throughout the game uh, so uh, I think it was something like if you look at his dribble statistics. Uh, He he completed 12 dribbles, which is ridiculous. Um, He is the best pure dribbler in the championship.
0: Um, Well, you could venture to say that he's the best pure dribbler in world football, mate. There's no no bones about it. Um, Adama Traore at Middlesbrough, 79.5% dribbles completed. Um, Neymar doesn't come close. Messi doesn't come close. I mean, you can be very sceptical about those numbers, but that's insane.
1: There's that no way is he doesn't insane. get picked up. There is no way he doesn't get picked up in the summer.
0: No, uh, Chelsea are after him. I, I'm looking doing my research looking for that, that Chelsea are after him. That's, that's all well and good, mate. And he, he's a force of nature. And there was a lot of criticism of his time at that. And I don't know why we didn't deploy him or try and develop him because it seemed like he was constantly on the sidelines that entire season when we went down. It seemed like we had accepted our fate, basically. And at Middlesbrough he's found his home and he is really delivering visceral. He's a threat. It's ex- it's too much. It's too much for the championship.
1: I was so mad about it. I, I honestly like, I remember looking back and just thinking, there's so many games where a Ado- where Dharma had actually come on and actually given some sort of spark. But we kept playing that negative football where we just wanted to keep the ball sort of sedimentary all the way throughout uh, all the way throughout the game. And it was just it was just annoying to to see this kind of talent just kind of thrown away on the side. And then um, look, no offense to Doma, right? He's a fantastic player in the championship, right? But Adama Traore is a player who's valued at something like thirty, thirty-five million now, and we essentially traded, uh, one of the best young wingers in in football, right? In uh, from from what we're seeing right now, from what we're seeing in terms of the talent he's shown, for somebody who was thirty years old, uh, and you know, once again, no offense to Adoma, he's just not worth the same sort of money that Adama Traore is and uh, I think it was just a personification of, of, of what we were going through at that time we let go a lot we let go of a lot of players let's not forget we let go of Adama Veratu and uh, Idrissa Gay, you know at the same time so um, yeah not not fully surprised when I look when I look back at it but it's not that he wouldn't be the first player that Villa have signed and then sort of thrown away uh, only for them to kind of uh, move on for, for big money in the future uh, obviously Gary Cahill being another example
0: so Adama Troo, I think there's a bit of a conversation kind of about him being a one-trick pony. And for the most part, it is right. Um, He can't really... He doesn't have a good pass on him. He doesn't understand... He doesn't seem to understand the game much. It just seems to be a lot of running and a lot of dribbling. He is getting better, that has to be admitted. But he's still, still very much that player we had at Villa. And I mean, you do look at the dribble statistics. I think he can carry the ball. He is a game-changer. And those players, they are built for these type of matches. So I am still... Don't get me wrong, I'm still very worried about him, but how did
1: Villa contain him? How did villa contain him um well uh, for one uh i um, Neil Taylor's not going to handle him uh I would certainly consider playing Alan Hutton uh on you know against Middlesbrough, and I would say we need to basically physical him out the game. We need to use Alan Hutton's strength. We need to stop him from getting past the defenders. That's the main thing. I can't see Neil Taylor stopping him. We do need a proper brick house at the back for him. And the other thing is we need to be focused all the way throughout because he's going to be putting in balls all game. Uh, you don't and- need
0: necessarily need to focus on Adama. Then. You need to focus on where he's going to put the ball in now. He's not the best passer, but you don't need to be. Like You don't need to be the best passer if you're going to get to the edge of the box by the corner flag. Slot the ball across the face of goal, and someone slide it in. That's a very easy pass to make. It's not no. a deep cross. It's not an early ball. So if he gets into the position, you've got to worry about Patrick Bamford. Not necessarily a Dharma He's doing all the work. He's doing all the leg work. But where's the ball going? Well, that's the other maybe thing. it's not a case of containing a Dharma, more like letting him do his own thing, but making sure there's no end product
1: there. Mm-hmm. And Bamford, Bamford is very good at that as well. He's he's a big guy. He's a big striker. You know, so he he will give trouble to to John Terry and, and James Chester, but but equally, you know, we should be giving them trouble as well. Um, and let's not forget Stuart Downing, who is playing very well for Middlesbrough this season as well. You you know, it has to be said. Uh, let's not forget that Middlesbrough have actually had a bit of a resurgence this season. All of these players have contributed to it, and they've been playing very well together. Um, and especially going forward as well. Um, for Tony Beulah side, they've been they've been scoring more than a couple of games each, a uh, couple of goals each game. Or um, ever since he's been here, really. You know, I can't remember the last game actually where they didn't score a goal. So they are dangerous.
0: Yeah, and I think going back to Trae one final time, I think you can look at all those those statistics, but if you remember Paddy McCourt, he's probably the best footballer who's ever lived and he, he didn't end up going anywhere. Celtic, I think, was his high mark, you know, in terms of someone who, with the ball at his feet, can pull off some absolute wizardry. Where do these people end up? I think you need not just the X factor but you also need to obey the laws of the game almost and uh, concentrate your play on getting those two key statistics goals and assists. So there it is. I think uh, Aston Villa key, man.
1: Jack Grealish, mate. Can't yeah, be anyone Jack else, Greenish, can it? Of course. No, it has to be. I mean, We have to consider him a serious weapon as well and I think Steve Bruce considers him a serious weapon because he left him out of the game today. Uh, that to me tells me that he wants to keep uh, Grealish ready and, and, and make sure that he doesn't get injured before the playoffs because, I mean, he's one of the players that turns up on the big games. He's one of the players which turned up against Wolverhampton Wanderers, if I remember correctly as well. And he will uh, obviously be key uh, to us winning these games. Let's not forget the game against Fulham. I mean, if providing we make it through the final, let's not forget the game against Fulham. We lost that largely due to the fact we didn't have Adoma or Jack Grealish available. And so because of that, we lacked a sort of drive going forward. Now, especially against a team like Middlesbrough, we're going to need to be able to push them back. We're going to need to be able to spark something up because if we're playing regular, vanilla football, uh, just trying to sort of push the ball into the box, Middlesbrough have good defenders. They'll be able to deal with it. Uh, We're going to need something special. And uh, I think Jack Grealish is the guy to do that.
0: No, I I completely agree. I think Robert Snodgrass as well. Of course, Albert Adoma, the presence of uh, the man we traded. Or I don't know if it, it wasn't a trade. We just got the, we sold a Adama and got a domer at the same time. Um, but yeah, we go back to Villa's key, man. It's putting them together, putting them both sides together. I think Villa take it on paper. I mean, you look at a Adama, I think, yeah, they've got real class there. But I've, I, I can't put, I can't look past Villa. I mean, maybe you lose the first leg one nil, but you're going you know, at home, Villa Park, around Villa Park. I'd take, I'd take
1: it. I think we need to be a little bit worried, James. Do we? I've, yeah, well I've just I've just looked I'm just looking over the games that we've played in April. Um and May as well, right? So let me count this, right? One, two, three, four, five, six games, right? Six games since the seventh of April. Right? We beat Ipswich four nil in the middle of that. Every other game, we either scored one goal. Or we didn't score a goal at all. Something's seriously wrong going forward at the moment. And that worries me going into the playoffs because I don't know whether or not we're going to produce. I'm worried that we are going to keep pushing at the door. Keep on playing well, like we have done for the last few games. You know, we've, 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 we've got a couple of 1-0 wins in there. But have no end product. That's my worry. Uh, Jonathan Codger, I'm sorry. Uh, since he's made it back from injury, he's had enough time. He's not doing it. Uh, we're gonna have to rely seriously on the on on the feet of uh, Lewis Graben. and against Middlesbrough, a team who you know have been scoring goals as of late. Do you do you trust us to 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 grab more than one goal a game?
0: It'd be very hard. It'd be a big ask. That's why I think you've really got to if you're going to lose. It has to be 1-0. It has to be by a single goal. You know, 2-1, 3-1. 3-2, sorry. As long as you're losing by a single goal, trust Villa to make up the deficit and then some in the home game. It's just the away games where I worry about Villa's scoring boots, mate. Mm, I mean... I I am concerned. I am concerned, but I think I'd be more concerned about the away match than the
1: home match. I'm just saying that apart from Ipswich, we haven't been able to score more than a couple of goals. And I don't know why that is. I, I, I think I'm seriously worried, and also before that, right? Where we, we only—I mean, for the look, I mean, even even before that 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 uh, that game against Norwich, right? One, two, three, f- three, four games, right? You know, QPR, Bolton, Hull, and Reading. Even before that, we only scored more than one goal in one of those games, and that was you know that was against Reading. We seriously have had a problem with finishing teams off.
0: I think we'll have to turn into a different team almost in the playoffs. We'll have to go back to the Villa that was the Villa we, we were watching in January. I think um, maybe there's a bit of complacency after Villa booked their playoff place against Leeds, maybe. that. So, uh, maybe it's settling down because I think automatic promotion was a, a tremendously big ask mm. after um, tanking against uh, the teams we did, uh, especially after beating Wolves. I think it was really on after we beat Wolves and ever since then, it's kind of been... Yeah, playoffs is the
1: mindset. So maybe that's the case. But we said, we said, you know, we've been saying for the last month or so that Villa need to, if we haven't got the chance of automatic promotion, need to take momentum into the playoffs. Do you think we're carrying momentum? Do you think we've got the momentum to carry? No, man,
0: because um, especially today, so what we'll say is uh, we'll go on to the match against Millwall. There was no momentum to Sorry take in. Sorry for
1: taking this onto a, onto a sombre note, by the way. I just wanted to hold back a no, little bit.
0: No, you're right. I'm, go- I'm going on. I'm going on to a valid point here because we There was no chance of momentum because we ch- we made eight changes. So who, regardless of who wins, it's not. It's not necessarily reserve side, but you're not playing Grealish or Graben or Snodgrass, mm. or Terry.
1: No, I suppose or Al Mohameda.
0: So you're playing. You're not even playing Sam Johnson. So you've made a, a bunch of changes. If you win the game, that's good. If you lose the game, so what? Almost. And so that's why we're not going to talk much about Millwall because there's no point to be made from it. Absolutely. Because any momentum we would have had, well, what does it? What would it do? Because you know the same players won't turn out next Saturday. There won't. It'll be a different team. So I
1: suppose so. I suppose so.
0: Yeah. Um. Momentum. Yeah. We wouldn't have gained much at all from that, but. As you say, I think uh, Villa really... Time for a
1: refresh, maybe. We can't refresh now, mate. Well,
0: You've got a week. You've got a week. A lot of players were benched. you got a chance uh, to, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, I believe the term is.
1: Yeah, OK. OK, I hear that. I hear that. Look, I mean, look, I think, I think. first of all, you know, full plaudits for uh, for the team to actually turn out today. Um, obviously, Steve Bruce went through a lot this week. Um... And I, I can't be mad at the team selection, right? I had, one, I had one thing I wasn't happy about. One whole thing in that whole team that I wasn't happy about. Go
0: on then, what was it?
1: Mila Yadinak at centre-back. I'm sorry, he's not a centre-back. It doesn't work. Let's stop making that happen. That's not a thing. Do you like, not like him at centre-back? No, I don't. I don't. He makes mistakes every single time he plays there. Look, I've got no problem with him and I can understand why, uh, why he's considered a good centre-back because he's, because he's good with his head fair enough right but his positioning is absolutely woeful uh, when it, when it comes to playing in central defense and he gave away a penalty as well today so that's 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 the that's the one thing that I that I wasn't happy about other than that I can understand the rest of the team um being you know players such as Bree Onoma um, Jonathan Codger. um I was happy with those guys being played because there is a chance that they may have to uh, deputize during the playoffs if there is an injury or somebody gets sent off ETC uh so that's something that I was happy about so I mean I can I, I'm, I'm happy for us to sacrifice that just for uh, just for today um but yeah I, I'm I, I would have preferred if we'd had a little bit more of a party over the last few weeks scored a few more goals uh it is fair to say that the two 1-0 wins that we had were against Cardiff in Leeds um and to be fair we did smash shape switch 4-0 um but i i do want to see us playing like we did before the fulham game uh, where we all fell to pieces
0: okay yeah no i f- i think you 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 spot on with a few things i think definitely that villa i mean i look at more at the leeds and cardiff results as the type of ones that you take into the playoffs um rather than the millwall and nictwich ones where you win 4-0 or lose 1-0 i yeah, think a month you ago look at i know but still i mean it's a, if you look at you can beat cardiff and you can beat wolves you can beat fulham and Middlesbrough or Derby in the playoffs, especially, you know, big occasions, big players turn up for these big games, mate. And I think Villa have got the type, you know, Villa have got the pedigree there to, to make a difference in the power games. you got players like John Terry, mate. I think enough said. Should be done.
1: Should be done. Yeah, should be done at the end of it. I'm just, I'm just saying that we cannot get ahead of ourselves and we cannot act like we have been this amazing team over the past like 10 games or so we yeah, we we've, we we've, we've, we've done okay you know we've beaten some some good sides so we should we're Aston Villa. we should be winning we should be winning games but um when you look at the team and we look at the squad we should be doing we, we, we should we, we shouldn't even have to be playing in the playoffs we shouldn't be You're not not after that run of form that we were on um, so do we look at everything as a positive over the last few weeks or does steve bruce take the players back and say look right one goal you know, a couple of goals a game in the playoffs. It's not enough, boys. You know, you you need to be scoring and you need to be focused all throughout these next few fixtures. They need to have a sort of focus that they haven't had for the last few games. Uh, That's the important thing. Uh, And that's going to mean, look, conceding goals in the playoffs can't do it. You know, because because it's going to have a huge, huge effect on um, the rest of the 90 minutes and the next sort of 180 minutes or so. It's knockout competition. No, no space for errors. There is no space for errors whatsoever. So that's it. They just have to play to the best of their abilities. And if we play to the best of our abilities, we beat Middlesbrough. Simple.
0: Okay, mate. I need a prediction from you. We're going away to the Riverside Stadium. I'm predicting it's going to be a 1-1 draw. What say you, Dana?
1: Uh, man, I'm going to be a negative Nicky here, man. I think I think we're going to make things hard for ourselves. I genuinely do. So I'm going to go 2-1 win to Middlesbrough at the Riverside. Oh, dear. Mm. I think that's a deficit Villa can turn
0: around. No, no, negative. Not too negative, mate.
1: I I just think it's going to take a little bit of a shot of reality for Villa to, to switch themselves on again. I genuinely do. Middlesbrough and Derby weren't good enough, in my opinion. They really weren't. Uh, I think the derby fixture for me probably was the was the most important one there. Um, but hey, maybe <laughs> maybe it's just because we lost today. Maybe it's just because we lost today that I'm saying that. But uh, I, I I do feel like you know we we talk about the playoffs and we talk about momentum and you talk about you know the teams that finish um, finish fifth or sixth. You know, having you know some a, a type of momentum that the team who finishes third or fourth don't. I think this is where it's going to come into play um i can genuinely see middlesbrough coming into that game and and, and having you know the more the more positivity against us uh and i i'm not saying that we won't overturn it i think we'll lose 2-1 in the first leg and i think we're going to overturn it in the second that's what i genuinely think
0: no I, I fully believe that as well i think um it's almost like a 2-1 loss in a sense depend you know touch would that villa turn it over in the uh, second leg if that's the case the 2-1 loss would almost be somewhat of a positive result for Villa because they do have the home leg as a second leg. The, that's the most important the most important fixture of the playoffs will be that second leg.
1: Mm, mm, exactly, exactly. And if we win 1-0 at home after that, so be it. It's all good.
0: You have the penalties then, don't you? You, you go into the penalty shootout, and then anything can happen and you've almost earned your spot. But I think Villa, when the chips are down, when it's 2-1 to the Middlesbrough and you're turning up to Villa Park for the second leg, I think that's the result when they, they go on. Villa, they, they this side, turn up for big games, mate. Really do. You see Bristol City at the start of the year. You see the, the Birmingham derby at home. You see the Wolves match. This side turns up. For, and Cardiff. This, this side turns up for big games at home. Not many other games, but big games at home. I think
1: this is the, our back home. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And then we take our asses over to Wembley and hope that we have a better turn up uh, than we did in the last few years. And you know what, I'll back them there.
0: That's the biggest occasion of all. There's no reason for them to... And What I will say is, Fulham, pressure fully on them. They flopped it today. They lost 3-1 to Birmingham. And they didn't (laughs) just flop it, mate. You can say what you want about the result, the way they played. Frustrated, got to them. Evidently, you could see on the pitch, get to them. Lost the discipline, lost their head.
1: Well, look, I I have friends who are Fulham fans and one thing about Fulham is they have a similar sort of issue that Villa have, right? Sometimes they just bottle it, you know, just out of nowhere, they will bottle it and look, this is a big, you know, this is a good team. They've scored something like 79 goals this season, right? they, they, They know how to turn it on, but you know when you look at it if mitrovic isn't scoring if he's if his boots don't turn up on the day and ryan Sessignon doesn't turn up on the day then you know who's going to do it for him
0: I mean you got tom the- Kearney, but don't don't tom Kearney scoring one goal won't matter if you conceded three or four
1: exactly exactly and mitrovic right he's the kind of player as well who will just sort of lose his head on big occasions like this uh, like it's it's just because the thing is right people forget that football teams are made up of 11 human beings right each of them have personalities each of them you know react differently to different situations Villa react badly to uh, being on losing runs well I think all teams do but I think Villa react badly to having a couple of bad results generally Um, I think teams like Fulham uh, teams like you know even Cardiff over the last few weeks have shown that they actually get into serious pressure if uh they, they they seem to be doing better than they uh, than they should be um, in a sense, so yeah, uh, I I think I do trust us in a final against them. But,
0: uh, I do I do think that Fulham take a lot of negatives in this playoff into this playoff while, while Villa can take in a lot of positives. They should have finished like, Yeah, they should. know they they had every right to finish second, and they have done all the hard work. All they had to do was turn up and beat Birmingham City, and on their day they would have. And it was in completely in their hands. You don't need to concede three goals, mate.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. And look, this is a team who I think won their last, uh, I think, I don't know, I don't know how many games, I think five in the last six as well. But
0: they haven't lost, mate. Pull it this way. Forget your wins. They haven't lost since December. Seriously. Seriously. I like
1: that, I like that Birmingham City inadvertently softened them up for us. So fair play to them. You know, if they're well, going to I stay don't... in the championship. I think... Either way, that,
0: that third place is curse, because if you had Cardiff drop into it, that's devastating. It was in their hands completely, and then they had dropped into it. Fulham, on the other hand, um, completely showed a, they showed their mortality, because they've been, pound for pound, you know, we exclude Wolves from the conversation. The best side in the championship, and now they're third, and... Promotion is no longer a guarantee. It's not even guaranteed that they get to the
1: final because they've got to beat Derby over two legs. of Derby side who are turning up now. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I think, I think Fulham actually have the worst leg. Well, actually, you know, saying saying that, I was, I was saying that I would have preferred Derby, but I suppose after things have happened today, you can kind of look at it and think that maybe Fulham have the worst leg. Uh, first, had the worst semi final here. Because uh, Derby are the ones that that, that pushed their way into the playoffs. Middlesbrough are going through either way. Um, so uh, Gary Gary Rowett as well is going to be uh, is going to be fired up for that Fulham game. But over two legs, they should win it. Uh, but you just never know with Derby County. They 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 tend to do well in terms of getting into playoff finals. Um, but they just never make it further than that. And I mean, actually, I'm looking at who scored as well today, right? Obviously, just at this Birmingham versus Fulham game. Obviously, Hotter played superbly for Birmingham City but sessignon pulled in a 5.8 rating today 5.8 And that's just woeful so n- a lot of their players just didn't turn up and they played their full first team as well this was, a, this was a game that Fulham seriously wanted to win if that's an example of how they react under pressure then I'll take them in the final
0: yeah easy easy mate easy I think uh We'll get on to the playoffs next week because we've got a a first leg away at the Riverside Stadium to contend with Saturday. You give us predictions. I think um, before we move on to another topic, um, a word on Steve Bruce, um, who unfortunately lost his mother uh, over the past week. And he's turned up to manage Villa again, moments after losing a family member, like he did before when he lost his dad and managed managed Villa against Birmingham. Um, The pain he must be going through and to pull off, you know, to continue turning up at his day job is. No, it begins this whole.
1: It's twice in, twice in one season <clears throat> he's had to go through that sort of pain. And um, I think it just has to be said, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with his family, first of all. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the first thing to say. And also, just we have to admire his work ethic. No matter what people may have thought at the start of his appointment, uh, I think he's gone on to prove us uh basically i mean i think he's gone on to prove himself right in terms of in terms of uh, telling us that you know he's he's the right man for the job uh he say what you like i don't think i've ever seen a manager at aston villa with that kind of passion and that kind of um that kind of fuel to to want to get the job done uh you know this is his project uh he he wants us to do well uh, and he he wants to take us into the premier league uh, and, and I'm sure he has bigger plans for us. And uh, I just have to say, fair play to him for for turning up today. Because yeah, look, nobody would have blamed him. Nobody would have blamed him whatsoever if he let the assistant manager take charge today. But um, yeah, he's, he's he wants to get the job done, and he wants to you know he, he wants to make sure that uh, that that we're under the best chance of getting promoted as possible.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, say what you like about how the football we've played or some of the disarray disappointing results we've had this season. If these players don't turn up and run through brick walls for Steve Bruce after all that, I think it's not it's not a case of Steve Bruce having let down Villa, but the players having let down Steve Bruce.
1: Mm, absolutely. I really
0: do. No, I mean, you can say what you want about his lineups and the decisions he's made. We can criticise them fairly. And I think there's room to say that he could improve and some of the transfer policies, blah, blah, blah. Um, if these players don't turn up and run through a brick wall for Steve Bruce, I think I'm looking at them rather than him.
1: Do you know, over the last few seasons as well, right? You look at obviously Di Matteo. We we haven't heard him say anything bad about Villa. Uh, Remy Gard as well. you know, he 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 hasn't gone he hasn't gone ahead and said anything bad about Villa. mine O'Neill, Paul Lambert, um, Tim Sherwood. You know, we've seen them come on television. I don't I don't think Martin O'Neill to, to to too much of a degree, but you know, there's a few managers. You know, we've seen them come out on television and kind of, you know, almost sound a bit sour about their their time at Villa if steve bruce was to part with villa uh, for whatever reason i don't think we'd hear him being sour i think we 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 look at him as well and we just think that this guy is turning up with no complaints he like he he will just do what he can with the squad that he has right coach these players into playing the best possible football that 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 he believes they can but i think it's the work ethic and i think it's the i think it's that motivation um, that, that we get out of him that we haven't seen over the last few years we've seen a lot of players sort of turn up to work turn up at, um, at Villa Park not put their effort in uh, but Steve Bruce is clearly leading um, you know leading from the front essentially right as the manager and I think he's just setting a great example for, for, for all the players who are at the club and I think that that's the kind of manner management that you want to see at the team long term um, so I might be um, I, m- I might be going against what a lot of Villa fans Seem to think um, and that a lot of people seem to think that Steve Bruce is a is a, is a part time selection until we go up, um, but like I said, um, the kind of the kind of um, atmosphere that he's trying to bring to the team, um, I think, is something that we need to see long term.
0: No, I I completely agree. I'm I'm really stunned at that how he's managed to turn out for Villa despite the tragedy he's been through this season, and I think. Um, not necessarily he's going to be at Villa forever, but I think you look at the list of managers that Villa have went through, and uh, Steve Bruce is somewhere near the top of them. Not maybe in terms of results, but in terms of character, definitely, no question. Um, what what a bloke to have. To I, I don't know if I could turn up for my day, especially this day job. It's not your normal job, is it? No, this is it's a
1: job pressure. of
0: intense scrutiny. It's exactly. Intense
1: scrutiny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you had to make so Like, it's not like he 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 turned up and said, "Right, last eleven from last week, turn up, go do your go do your thing." He did make genuine tactical decisions today. Um, yeah, you know, he could have could have let whoever our assistant manager is turn up and do it. Colin Calderwood, is it? Don't know. Um, yeah, Colin Calderwood. Yeah, could have could have let Colin turn up and and and, and do it, but yeah, Steve Steve Bruce, top man, said, "Look." We we go into work as as usual.
0: No, you you're completely right. Um, I do think our our points tally, um, probably not the best. I think you can, but in terms of position, I'm happy with position, not necessarily points tally. I don't know how that makes sense. I think mm. Villa had every reason to aim for ninety points, and they didn't. Eighty three points really isn't that good enough. Um, but I think it's it's given us a chance to go up and all our, all world we'll class to is that chance. On a final note though, um enough about Place, enough about Villa's first team. We'll talk about the under twenty threes for a minute, mate, because what
1: a week yep, they've had. Yep, yep, yep. What a week. Listen, uh we we've known for a while there's a lot of talent in that team. And I and I looked at our side and I was thinking, This is ridiculous. This is actually ridiculous. What Issa Sullivan? Um I think Mitch Clark's playing as well. Uh, and that's not to mention the likes of Andre Green, Keenan Davis, Rashawn Hepburn Murphy, Callum O'Hare. This is a very good bunch of lads, right? I'm not sure if any of them are Premier League standard yet. I don't know that. We None of us know that. You know, they're still very young, but this is a side which deserves to be up there with, 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 with some of the best academies um, uh, in, in, in England. And uh, I was very, very glad to see them beat Swansea. The Swansea game obviously was was a was a penalty shootout. It was very, very close. At the end of it, obviously Villa made it through. Um, full plaudits to, to to Sarkic for that, who actually managed to work his way onto the Villa bench. Uh, <laughs> I think that was a little bit of a uh, little bit of a reward for him. Um, but also, uh, you have to say that, that semi final that that Villa went through the week before was just ridiculous.
0: No, that was mad. Um that game went into chaos against Reading. I believe it finished 4-3 to Villa and it was nil-nil at half time. So it's <laughs> a complete madness. That goal by Rashawn Hepburn Murphy as well, Maradona-esque.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That uh, winning
0: I'd... goal in class above.
1: Sort of like ran through the whole defence and, and did it, didn't he? And I, I, think, I think I was I was watching on a live stream at the time on on YouTube and I kind of had it half open because I was watching um I was watching the Champions League at the same time and I just turned my head for like a minute and after we were one nil down and suddenly we're two one up um, and I was just so confused um I don't know if this is something that happens regularly in under 23s football but uh I guess this is the equivalent of, uh, of a few young lads sort of um lacking a little bottle um when it comes down to it and I think that's why that's why you don't see defenders make it uh, make it through the uh, ranks as quick as attackers do because that you have to hold your nerve a lot better
0: no, oh, you're definitely right, and uh, they went on to the win that actually win the Premier League Cup on Friday, which is the reserve league or FA Cup. It's one of the biggest, almost prestigious tournaments in that in their league. So, champions, champions, Aston Villa have won something. Led by Callum O'Hare, who's ca- you know captain, fantastic. Now, you don't often get creative players uh, who are captains at that level, but he's leading by example. Callum O'Hare is, and uh, I think a real blessing. You know, a real silver lining if they aren't promoted is the fact that they will have to deploy these players and teach them how to play first-team football. And it's going to be exciting to
1: watch. Yeah, it will be exciting. And I think it's it's it would be even better if we're in the Premier League whilst, whilst they're coming through. We don't want to see any of them snapped up. Uh, but I think a lot of them as well are coming to that age where they have to start playing well. They have to start showing that they're, they're, that they're at the right standard. Um, Andre Green we need to see more of next season. And I think he needs to do a lot better when he isn't when he is played in the team. I know he's had a few injury problems this season. Uh, Rashawn Hepburn Murphy as well. Gonna need to see some more physicality from him. Gonna need to see him prove that he's uh, a little bit stronger than we think he is. Uh and Keenan Davis in general, I think a fair play to him, he's 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 shown that he's he's shown that he can play very well at, uh, at a championship level. Um he just needs to, I think perhaps just improve his positioning just a little bit.
0: Corey Blackett Taylor. Mataji Sarkic, Andre Green, James Bree, Asa Sullivan, Mitch Clark, Jacob Badu, Keenan Davis, Jake Doyle Hayes. Remember the names. It's going to be special. And of course, not forgetting Callum O'Hare and the others. It's going to be really special watching these lads come through. And I really hope they get a chance somewhere. You now, if we're learning them out, I hope they do a good job. And I hope they really fight for first-team t- place because this is probably one of the best academies Villa have ever had.
1: Seriously. There's a lot of players in there who, should be, who should be playing first-team football.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of players in here you'd say easily on the bench. Easily. And a lot of them have impressed Keenan Davis, especially, and Andre Green, James Bree as well, at first-team level. We've played, and Jake Dohay has been on the bench a few times. Uh, Keenan Davis actually saved Steve Bruce for a big part of the season when we didn't really have a striking outlet when Kodja went down.
1: Yeah, that's so... going to get forgotten. That's going to get forgotten by a lot of people. But we were at a time where we were seriously desperate, and Keenan Davis did hold it hold it together for us. We had no strikers whatsoever. No, he think- stepped up. He stepped up in big way, mate. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did. Um Hogan was injured at this time as well, if you remember correctly. Um the only, yeah. only other striker who we could have played was uh Ross McCormack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I think Villa have really got it together, especially at academy level. And I think this it's gonna be a generational. Amount of talent that villa coming through. We've only managed to push one or two through at a time in the past. And I think you look at last few graduates, Gary Gardner, Jack Grealish, um Kieran Clark, Nathan Baker, Andy Wyman, Barry Bannon, um, they all did their job. But we never managed to have a, a, almost a full team of lads come through at the same time. So this could be some be something to, you know, keep an eye on going into next season and beyond. But I think that's about it for today, mate. Uh, any final thoughts?
1: Uh no I mean just just uh, just want to say that uh, I'm I'm happy that we that we made it into the playoffs and I'm happy that I mean I think I'm relieved now as well that um, that, that that we're ready for the playoffs now. I think this is what I've been looking forward to. The last few weeks of football have almost seemed non-existent, to be honest with you, because there hasn't been anything that, that, that Villa could have actually done to change their position on the table. I've seen this as a little bit of a preseason. season um, moving on to the playoffs. We haven't played amazingly over the last couple of games, but we do have a good, strong team um, going into it against Middlesbrough, and uh, we don't have any injuries to worry about. So, uh, fingers crossed, everybody turns up. We play that team that Steve Bruce wants to play. Uh, I think the one guy that we might be missing is Berkia Bjarnason. But the performances of Glenn Whelan over the last few games as well have been worth mentioning. So hopefully he can do his job in central midfield for us as well as providing that Mile Jedinak doesn't start instead. Uh, yeah, Middlesbrough next week. I know I said that Middlesbrough are going to win the first leg 2-1. That could quite easily be a 1-0 to Villa. It could quite easily be a 1-0 game. The reality is, we don't know. Uh, we haven't seen Villa turn up to a to a cup game for a while. Um, they haven't performed well in the cup, <laughs> in FA Cup or League Cup this season. Uh, so maybe third time lucky. Maybe this is where their, uh, where their luck starts to starts to come out in knockout competition.
0: No, completely agree. And uh, yeah, so thanks for coming on the podcast today. Uh, what I will say to listeners before you go, uh, like, subscribe, subscribe. Speak to us uh, ratings are cool as well and don't forget actually uh, football blogging awards coming up vote for our friends the Villa View in best podcast and uh, the Clariton View in best new blog so two Villa awards that we could actually have a chance of winning this season off the pitch Um, yeah we'll catch you next Sunday after the Middlesbrough game the first away leg so yeah keep it cast and we'll, we'll see you Sunday goodbye